0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. It's called One Day You'll Thank Me. My name is Dr. Tara Egan, and I am your host, and I am joined by my co-host, Anna. Hello. We are so excited to bring you today's episode. We talked very briefly on our first introductory episode about the term gaslighting. We just made a reference to it, and that really sparked a conversation between us about that term. And I have to say, Anna, you've been doing a great job of researching it over the last few days. You've given some great examples. Mm -hmm. So we decided that we were going to do a solo episode on this term specifically today. So thank you all for being here. So let's get started. Let's talk about what is gaslighting.
1: So gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse that makes the person question their feelings, instincts, and even their sanity. It's a term that their origin is like from a play, I think. Can you explain that more? Yeah.
0: So there was a play, I believe it was in 1938. The play was written by Patrick Hamilton. And in the play, which was called Gaslight, there was a manipulative husband who was in, in a toxic relationship with his wife, and he was gaslighting her by lowering the lights back in that time. The lights were were, oh. were via gaslight. Mm-hmm. And so he would lower the lights and make them dimmer, and when she would comment on them and marvel about how, how the lights were lower, he would say, no, they're not. You're imagining that. And over time, she really started to doubt her own sanity. So since that play that term gaslight or gaslighting has been used and it's become a very popular term over the last couple years and I know that like Anderson Cooper on CNN like he does a segment that's I think it's called leave the gaslight on he talks Mm -hmm. about politicians using that strategy to elicit votes and things like that so it's it's popular so there's people out there like some of my clients have heard it a lot of clients that I work with have never heard that term and we really can have a super interesting conversation about what it is. Just to kind of talk a little bit more about it is there's some examples of phrasing that people hear when gaslighting is occurring in their life. So if you're a person that is hearing somebody say, you're so sensitive. I don't think you're remembering that right. You're lying about it. You didn't understand. Everybody thinks that you're crazy. I don't understand why you can't be happier. Things like that. It's it's oftentimes we see it between partners that they're making a partner doubt themselves. They're making the partner feel really insecure. So you sound crazy. You know that, don't you? You act just like your mother. Um, You're imagining things. You're always so dramatic. You always get so worked up. You're overreacting. That never happened. You, You don't even remember anything clearly. You're seeing a pattern that's not there. Or my favorite, and by favorite I mean my least favorite, is I was just joking. A lot of times Um. that phrase is a phrase that's being used when somebody's gaslighting because somebody is responding in a way. They're conveying an emotion, distress, feeling attacked, feeling mocked, and when they let the person know.
1: So, like, why do people gaslight
0: It's a form of manipulation, which is another way of saying it's a form of controlling someone. So oftentimes, the person who is the gaslighter really struggles to take accountability. So they might have whoever it is, you know, a partner or somebody say something to them like, you embarrassed me when you told everybody at the dinner party that I recently lost my job. And the partner might say, I I didn't even really talk about it. And the person's like, yeah, you did. You spoke about it for like 10 minutes, and you told everybody how I probably was going to lose my job because I'm inexperienced. And the partner might say, you're overreacting. I didn't even say anything about it. Like nobody even remembers the conversation. You could ask anybody there if I talked about it a lot, and everybody would say I didn't. You're just being sensitive because you're about to lose your job, and you can't handle how stressful this is.
1: So they're like not taking – responsibility for what they're saying or what they previously said and just like
0: blaming it on the other person Mm -hmm. so instead of saying oh gosh honey i'm sorry i didn't mean to to say something so personal about you i i hate that i hurt your feelings instead they're like i didn't say that your feelings are stupid everybody thinks so and then that person might come away and think i guess i got it wrong i guess i'm being sensitive
1: you know what this reminds me of mom Mm -mm. It reminds me of the episode of The Office, Season 9, called Andy's
0: Ancestry. Oh, you were looking this up. You wanted to talk about this today. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So the main characters, Dwight and Jim, of the show, Dwight's sitting at his desk, and an actor named Steve comes into the office and sits in his chair and says, Good morning, Dwight. And Dwight looks at Jim and is like, You're not Jim. And it's actually an actor who's Asian who's playing Jim. And he's like, what do you mean? I, I'm i Jim. And he's like, no, Jim is an Asian. And so Jim is like, oh, yes, I am. We've been working together for 12 years. Hats off for not recognizing race. And he's like, but you're not Jim. And he starts questioning the Asian Jim. And like, yeah, well, what happened yesterday at work? Like, what sales did you make? And he answers all the questions correctly. And so Dwight starts, and he's like, is Jim? Asian like have I never realized that he is and even Jim's wife comes in and talks about a dinner reservation and kisses Jim and Dwight's now like mind blown like oh my gosh maybe maybe Jim is actually Asian and he he's like yeah well let's let's look at this family portrait of you guys and he lifts up the family portrait and he's like oh my gosh it's Asian Jim so he's like wow he's been working with this guy for 12 years and is now totally thinking that he's actually asian
0: so so dwight was doubting by the end of that interaction his own understanding of who jim was because yeah. the actors the actor who was playing jim had convinced him with a series of events you know putting him and self in the family photo um knowing the kissing sales his kissing his wife like at the end of that scene Dwight was really mm-hmm. unsure of what he knew to be reality if that was even true that's yeah. a really extreme yeah, version yeah, yeah. because it's obviously like took multiple people it was a big grand lie it was mm-hmm. you know obviously really humorous when you watch the episode but you're right and that is absolutely gaslighting that's a like a really overt example of it a lot of times when i'm with clients in my office i see there's relationships between parents and child where gaslighting is used. And I'll give you an example. So there'll be a child who has some sort of emotional outburst. You know, they have a tantrum about something. And the tantrum will be over. So when the parent goes and talks to them and says, hey, this was a really tough interaction. You know, you were, you were crying. You were hitting mommy, whatever it is. And the child will deny I wasn't that upset. I didn't hit you. I didn't say that. Or they'll turn it to the parent. Well, you promised that I would get to have a play date or go to the store get ice cream or whatever it is. And that child will be super, super insistent that the parent's understanding of reality was incorrect. Now, one thing I want to point out with gaslighting is sometimes people who gaslight, and I'm going to be honest with you, we all do it. There's some people who it's a huge mode of communication and, and control for the relationships in their lives. But we've all had moments where we make somebody question whether or not they told us something or if they got a detail right or something like that. But the person who's doing the gaslighting doesn't always do it in a really conscious way. Sometimes it's a mode of communication that occurs because it's learned behavior. It might be how their parents interacted with them. Mm-hmm. They might have been in a partnership where that was a common form of communication. Mm-hmm. It, it really is an unhealthy, sort of toxic form of communication if it's happening often. And if the person who is being gaslighted, the person who's the victim of gaslighting, is oftentimes questioning themselves, doubting their feelings, they're doing a lot to sort of appease the other person. And they can really have some pretty negative effects of of gaslighting. I mean, over time, this is often a person who can feel very confused. They can feel overwhelmed. They might be a person who's always apologizing. They might feel like they're not able to be happy, like they're chronically dissatisfied. They might end up making excuses for their partner's behavior a lot. Just they're spending a lot of time treading water just really trying to manage their self perception yeah it really wears people out mm-hmm. and yeah, and a, a lot of times this communication is also seen in my office when i'm working with families that are going through a divorce or separation And oftentimes it can be where one partner is undermining the other person's emotions. So they'll say, you know, I don't feel supported by you in this way. And they'll just be like, well, that's dumb. You shouldn't feel that way. And that's a really common phrase I hear parents say to their kids. Well, stop feeling that way. You shouldn't feel that way. Feelings are feelings. Yeah. Feelings are feelings. However you feel is how you feel. Yeah. So being told you shouldn't feel that way. Mm Mm-hmm is really
1: hurt their self-esteem their confidence this like i remember one time i was in school and i had one of my friends and she was in class and she saw these two kids who were passing a jewel back and forth and after class she asked them about she was like were you guys passing around a jewel just asking just about it and she was no and she like swore by it she's like i swear i saw you guys they were like, "You just think that we do just because we're bad kids, or you just you're thinking this wrong. It never actually happened. Those kids were not taking responsibility." And she is honest,
0: regardless and, of her character as a person. She saw them doing it. She knows she did, mm-hmm. and then they were denying that reality.
1: Yeah, so she, it started to make her question: Was she? Did she not see it? And like instead of those kids just owning up and being like, "Yeah, we were," just don't tell anybody, or just were hurting her. And she was like, "Wow, did I not see?" it? I can. I
0: remember her feeling like dumb. Yeah. that's. I'm glad you said that word feeling dumb because oftentimes the gaslighter will make the person they're interacting with feel foolish. Mm-hmm. That self-conscious kind of embarrassed, everybody thinks I'm stupid or everybody thinks I'm silly or I overreact or I'm over emotional. And those will be phrases that a person who's frequently gaslighted will kind of run through their head over and over. And then it can make them speak up less, ask fewer questions, stop questioning somebody else's motives. It can be really, really stressful. And the person who's doing the gaslighting, you asked me a couple moments ago like why do people do it? And I and I shared they're not taking responsibility for their choices, their behavior, how they've made someone feel, just that aspect of being controlling and feeling in charge. But it also can make the person, the person who's gaslighting it can make their anxiety go down. So, because taking responsibility results in people sitting in a place of discomfort. It's hard to admit when you're wrong. It's it's hard to admit if you've hurt someone's feelings or misspoke or misrepresented or made assumptions. That's a huge sign of maturity. Yeah. You can be
1: scared of like the consequences or
0: what's going to happen if you actually confess to what you did. Absolutely. So sometimes it's a form of them trying to ease anxiety, you know, away from themselves from having to take that responsibility and put it on the other person. So
1: what exactly would you do in a situation where there's
0: gaslighting? I'd love to be able to say, like, okay, there's this magic thing to make people stop gaslighting you. In reality, you you can't control how someone chooses to try to communicate with you. All you can do is put, you know, use your superpowers to identify it. And figure out the most productive way to respond to it.
1: I know that it can happen. Like, did you say that? No, I don't know what you said. Small little things that you
0: actually don't think that it's gaslighting. You mean like what we did right before we started yeah. this episode? <laughs> Would yeah. you like to share that, how you gaslighted me? <laughs> what, do you remember? I don't yeah, even remember. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, I was closing all your tabs because you had like a million tabs open on the computer. Yeah, and like half of them were Facebook. I was like, why do you have so many Facebook? tabs open you're like because i need them and i was like pathetic and you were like did you call me pathetic and
0: i was like no yeah were you actually like no
1: yeah i was like what what, no
0: and so in that moment right like Mm -hmm. obviously we have a fun relationship and i know it didn't actually hurt you no absolutely not but there's times when i know in my own life i've had somebody say something under their breath or use a passive aggressive statement or something and then i say no, what did you mean by that? Or that hurt my feelings that you said that. And the person's like, I didn't even say it. Mm -hmm. And they will change reality right there in that moment. And you can argue and try to explain, and no, I heard you, and I said this, and remember you said that. And they might just stand stand strong with their claim, and you're left feeling super helpless. So let's talk a little bit about what we can do to refute gaslighting. And there's two sort of primary things to consider when it comes to having like a defense against this is one, really being self-aware, being able to recognize what you know to be true. And I've had this conversation certainly with clients and things. It's like in the moment when it's happening and you're starting to go there in your brain, starting to question yourself and ask yourself those familiar questions of, Am I getting this wrong? Am I too sensitive? Is it that I just can't be happy? Am I just like my mother or whatever it is that person person who gaslights you says over and over is you need to sort of stop. Like when it happens to me, I mentally hold up a stop sign in my brain to say stop so those words don't permeate through my consciousness into the place where I start to believe them. And me being aware, like I'm a good person who has good judgment I'm intelligent. I know what's right and wrong, and I know what reality is.
1: So just reminding yourself, like you're, you know what, you know what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it takes practice to resume having faith in yourself, because if you've been a person who's been gaslighted over and over and over, that's a tool that this person has used is to prey on that doubt and make that doubt go bigger and bigger and bigger. So it takes a lot of practice to get that doubt to go down and your belief and self-awareness and your competence Mm -hmm. to go up. You know, once you have those tools to sort of remember who you are, what is reality, sorting out what's truth versus what's been distorted. And keep in mind, if somebody is disagreeing with you, that's not necessarily gaslighting. Like people are allowed to disagree with you. They're allowed to have a different perspective of that event, to remember it differently, to have had different feelings than you. Different opinion. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about distortions, we're talking about pretty pretty objective things. You know, did this person say this? Are they just openly lying about everybody thinks that you're not fun to be around? They're presenting that statement like it's fact. When in reality, it could be an overt lie or it could just be inaccurate. So you got to sort out the truth from the distortion. You have to engage in that mind shift to To be able to separate yourself from that portion of the conversation or that like manipulative tactic and you have to give yourself the ability to like feel your feelings and I think that a lot of times in partnerships saying you shouldn't feel that way or that's dumb or don't feel that way I mean that's probably to me one of the most common ways that we gaslight each other and that's partners with each other, that's parent to child, that's child to parent, mom, stop worrying, it's so dumb that you worry about me getting kidnapped. You know, like, instead of saying, all right, how can we compromise here so that you feel like I'm safe, and I still get to do something that I want to do, or I want to try. And so being okay with your feelings, like all feelings are okay, what you do with those feelings. You know, if you have a feeling and you're in you react by lashing out at someone or lying or getting aggressive you don't get permission to act any way you want simply because you have emotion but you are allowed to have any emotion and be present in that emotion so allowing yourself to do that to feel your feelings and own them and there's times that you might have to extricate yourself from that gaslighting event by stepping away I mean, there's times when partners will really, in friendships will really, I mean, everybody's got their boxing gloves on, everybody wants to prove that they're right, have that last word, and we're going to go down swinging. And in reality, there might have to be some acceptance that this person isn't going to see it my way, they're not going to take responsibility for their choices, and where's my control here? I get to step away. I get to be done with this conversation and make the choice of whether or not this gaslighting dynamic is happening too often to make this relationship healthy. So let's see, what other questions? you have any other questions about this?
1: I think we covered a lot of it. Do you want to do a recap just to explain everything?
0: Yeah, so in today's episode, we talked about gaslighting. We defined it. We talked about how it's a manipulative psychological tactic that contributes to people feeling a sense of loss over, over reality, like they doubt themselves. That really undermines people's belief that they are clear-minded and, and understand reality from distortion. We know that people do it because it's a dynamic that they're imitating in a relationship in the past. It might be This person has a strong need for control, or it's a way that they minimize anxiety. We gave several examples of it. One thing I want to just take a moment to stress is the effects it has on a person. And I know I mentioned them, and then we sort of got sidetracked, but recognizing that over time, this is something that really eats away at somebody's sense of competence. If you get in a pattern of being gaslighted, it can make it very difficult to trust your own instincts, and you can become very indecisive, and and really struggle to be in touch with your own emotions because you're constantly trying to manage that other person's perspective of you. You're getting your validation through someone else, which is super stressful on people. Yeah, we gave up an example from the office. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good one. You gave an example of a friend who saw a peer using a jewel in class, and that person. Totally started to make her doubt what she actually saw. Yeah, and then a couple of examples from from my my work as a therapist. So, and then finally, the last thing we talked about was just ways to combat it—to make sure that you're self-aware, to make sure that you can regulate your own emotions enough to stay calm, separate out distortions from truth, and then being able to be present in your feelings so that you have control over them and you can focus on taking care of your needs and being okay with stepping away, either from that interaction, or even that relationship, if it gets extreme. So hopefully, this has been a helpful episode, just to define a term I want you to think about in your life, if there's ever been times that you've been gaslighted, that you've gaslighted others. And once again, everybody does it sometimes. Sometimes it's just these little moments. And it's not a big sign of some pathological relationship but other times it can be a reflection of an unhealthy dynamic so we would love to have you guys leave a comment leave a review of our podcast we've got some upcoming guest experts that we're going to be talking to over the next couple episodes so we we really appreciate you stay in tune
1: yeah be sure to listen some more i love you mom
0: i love you too sweetie